You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news... Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. With the first pick in the NBA draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves select 10,000 layups. 10,000. Ten thousand layups. Hello, good friends, and welcome to another episode of the 10,000 Layups Podcast. I'm Kyle Radke here with Julian Andrews. Julian, what is up? Uh, it's been a solid five six minutes untangling my headphones before this call mm-hmm. um, if that mm-hmm. gives you any mm-hmm. indication of how things are going uh i hear you're a vegan now yep just for the month oh so we're doing the january you got to workshop that title i don't know what else is there veganuary it works out you know with the a-n yeah but veganuary but it's not vegan that's not the word yeah veganary Veganuary, yeah. Jan, Jan, vegan? No. Jangan, Jan, vegan. That's horrible. Obviously. Um. Well, yeah, we'll so, think about it. We'll think about it and report. Yeah, some back. people I'm are like, doing like dry January. No, not Kyle. Not me. Uh, not me either. No. In fact, I've probably drank more in January. In, in than, January, than, <laughs> you're on pace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh no, it's been fine. The only the only thing that I'll say is that you just realize like the little things. That you uh, eat, I guess. Like those little chunks of cheese that you keep at your desk? Yeah. And that I normally put just in my drawer. The warm cheese I eat throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah. Can't have that anymore. Um, But then the the other thing is like a lot of the substitutes are just full of sodium. Mm. So even though I'm not eating that much throughout the day, I just might. Yeah, I'm just consuming tons of sodium. I I feel that because I feel like there's this idea that like all the vegan, all the basically all the vegetarian and vegan people of the world are all like health nuts. If you've ever tried to eat vegetarian and vegan, like it's really easy to eat super unhealthy. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like you have to be both a healthy eater and a vegan. Yeah. So healthy eater. (laughs) It's funny because when we were in college, uh, I worked at the newspaper there, the MSU reporter, shout out to them. Um, there was a girl that worked at the news desk and she was trying to become vegetarian, but 
she was running into this problem where she was like gaining weight and that's not what she wanted. Uh-huh. And now that those two things are like exclusive, like you just cause you're vegetarian doesn't mean you can't ever gain weight. Like, sure. Like you just kind of talked about that. Uh, and I was just like, well, I don't, what are you eating? And she's like, well, there's really not many options available. So she was eating like that. We had a nacho and cheese dispenser in the office. Ah, uh, and that was just kind of what she was eating all the time. And it's like, well, yeah, that's not good for you. I can yeah. tell you that as a non-health nut, I could tell you that's not good for you. As a, as a, not really that much of a health nut and definitely not a vegan. I also could tell you that's not good for you. Yeah. Well, you heard it here first. Uh, Julian, uh, the Timberwolves are red hot. Yeah, baby. Uh, back, back to 500. Back to 500. Uh, maybe last week we doubted them. Maybe we had some pets. But we did say that the upcoming schedule was favorable. Exactly. We said, got to win three or four. And they did. Well, they, they did. Done. They listened they've to won, us. Well, and they, they've won four of four. Right, right. Yeah. So uh, Wolves back to 500. They're 20 and 20. They beat the Rockets last night. We're recording this on a Monday. You'll listen to it on Tuesday. They beat the Rockets 141 to 123 on Sunday night. Uh, right in between, right before the return of Clay Thompson, which we'll talk about later, and before the wonky, absolutely wonky Raiders Chargers game. Um, yeah, this isn't a football podcast, but that was a crazy game. Um, four straight wins for the Wolves. Again, we get it. Three of them came against the Thunder and the Rockets. Yeah, but as they say, you can only win the games on your schedule. You can only play the games that the NBA tells you to. And if you win them, then you did good. And you get to play more games if you win. And you, Your prize yeah. for winning games is to play more. It's to play more Because games. we all love basketball. We do. That's the point. Wolves are now eighth in the West. They are a half game back from the Lakers um, from the seventh seed. Only one game back from the Nuggets for the sixth and two from the Mavericks for uh, fifth. They're up a half game on ninth. And they're up like two and a half games. I think they have mm-hmm. like five more wins than the Spurs who are in tenth. Maybe that's more than five games. I don't know the math. But basically... At the beginning of the season, you and I talked about what's a successful season, and we uh, we kind of thought it would be if you get in the play-in, that you'd be in a good yeah. spot. Well, we didn't account for the Blazers being really, really bad. Horrible. Really bad. Um, the Kings being not as good as we thought. Uh, the Pelicans not having Zion, and then also... Uh, the, I don't think the Kings are that much better than we thought. Maybe not, but or I thought... that much worse. Yeah, that's probably true. They're probably right on par. Um with, with, yeah, with what we but at this point you look and we're about halfway through the season with 40 games played and it would be an absolutely an embarrassment if the wolves didn't make the plan yes now you should be talking hey can we get to that six seed and just avoid the plan totally that's the that that's the goal now absolutely i mean and it's attainable you it, know it, it is right there These teams up up above the wolves do not look invincible you know they they're not bad you know, all these teams, but Wolves on a good night when people are healthy are as good as I'm not going to say any team because um, I don't think that's true. But many teams, you know, I think other than the Suns, the Jazz and the Warriors. Yeah. I think they're as good you know, as any team in that yeah. group. It's just mm-hmm. about getting these guys to play consistent. And then part of that is having guys consistently in the lineup. Right. Which. It's always it's always like the tough thing to talk about. And we talked about it a little bit last week that like you don't want to like shit on guys for not being available because injuries suck and COVID sucks and whatever. But we I mean, that's just that's part of it too. It's like if you don't have guys available, it's like, well, I don't 
It's hard the to get into a rhythm. One of the best ability is availability. The best ability is availability. And that's well, what I'm say. always available to take Same. on an NBA contract. Yeah, never, never, no offers yet. So, Soon. Yeah. Um, our good friends over at Five Thirty Eight, which I don't know anybody there, but uh, our they, good they old friend a, Nate Silver. Nate Silver, yes. Uh, they have a basketball model uh, or a sports model. Basically, they do it for the NFL too, and they do it for I think for hockey. Uh, they project the Wolves to finish 42 and 40, which would be great if they did. It's mm-hmm. a winning record. Uh, that would be seventh in the West. They'd miss out on the sixth seed, which would be they, they have the Nuggets there by five games. Mm-hmm. So um, not obtainable. But if this, if, if 538 projections are right, um, the Timberwolves would play the Clippers in the first round of the playing game. They would host this game at Target Center. If they win, obviously you're in. If they lose, they play the winner of the Lakers or Blazers at Target Center, mm-hmm. um, which I just get so excited when I—I I know we're like months and months away from this, and like we're not even at the halfway point. But when I think of the plan, Lakers at Target Center, which yeah, which seems like that's what you want. I well, I actually don't. I would prefer like the Blazers because I just want to like get into the into the playoffs. So I don't yeah. want to play the yeah, Lakers. Right. <laughs> yeah, but. But how cool is that? That like it could be. I mean, the Wolves could beat the Lakers for the seventh yeah. seed with yeah. LeBron on the team. Like that's nuts. That's yeah. bonkers. I mean, you, at that point, you know, you're maybe ending LeBron's playoff career. Yeah, could be. Or you're ending Dame's time in Portland. So yeah, I there's know. certainly storylines there. I mean, I, I mean, storylines aside, it'd just be like awesome if the Wolves made it into a playoff series. Um, yeah, and like what. I don't know. I I think it's fun to think of the Wolves as like the nine or ten seed coming in and like playing spoiler, but like how crazy is it that the Wolves could end up hosting two playoff games if they yeah. were the seventh seed and they would lose that first game and then host the second one? It would be um, way more fun to not have to play spoiler. Yeah, I can't imagine like trying to get those tickets. Like if, if you're if if you're there for either one of those games, like. I don't. I what price wouldn't you pay? Yeah, you would. I mean, we would. We have enough people, but, um, but no. Mean, I, yeah, man. I mean, yeah. I don't know. No, I think you definitely want to avoid those plans now if you can, and you just definitely keep the target moving. I mean, I don't know. It's it's really interesting. I feel like people still kind of put an asterisk on the Jimmy playoff run, or not run. It was yeah. not a run. The playoff appearance, like that year, like the last time the Wolves made the playoffs. Um, so it'd be really nice to see them do that with a team that is not, like, you know, headed into imminent destruction. Yeah. Not like a quote unquote, like sellout team or like all or nothing team. Right. Yeah. Like a team that you're actually like building with and the experience is right. like a team yeah. you get to bring back. Cause I, we, we always talk about like experience in the playoffs and whatever, and what it does for teams. And we talked about the Suns before, and we've talked about other teams it felt like when the Timberwolves made it and granted like the only players really left from that team might just be Carl and like me, I don't, I don't even know who's on that team. Really. I think that's literally it. Yeah, probably. But like even him, he had such a shitty series that I don't yeah. think he learned anything from that series. No. Um, mostly because I think personally he was just so upset and disgruntled. Like Jimmy. No, no, he did not. Um, all right, let's go through some storylines, uh, just from that wolves win over the Rockets. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cat's big night. He had 40 points, nine rebounds, seven assists, 15 for 25 from the field, four from six from the three-point line. Now, 
his efficient like his, his overall stats are down this season. Um, part of that is just like you have more guys around him. His efficiency exactly, is actually yep. a lot better. Um, but you and I know, I mean, it's forty points against the Rockets, whatever. But this is what Towns is capable of. You know, whether you want you want to argue if he's like the one A or one B to Edwards or whatever, like it really doesn't matter. Um, the fact is that, and and whether or not he's a leader, like well, you'll figure that out. But offensively, he's just one of the most talented big men that we've ever seen. So yeah, I mean, those nights when he goes as he did the other night, four of six from three, like that's nice. You know, because you don't necessarily. I mean, he's your big. Yeah. You know, and he's. I mean, we know he's one of the best shooters in the NBA. Period. He knows um, it too. He does. And so it's nice when he shoots like it. It's nice when yeah. he takes those shots because he is like an incredible three-point shooter and he should take more. Um, so it's nice to, it's it's always nice when he hits four threes because then I think it really opens up his inside game too. Isn't it crazy to think that if Towns wasn't so good at other things like inside and passing or whatever, he could literally just be a spot-up shooter and still average 18 points a game? Yeah, he'd be like four years ago like Wayne Ellington if yeah. he couldn't do anything else. Like he, yeah, he would be a guy making $80 million over yeah. like four years, just shooting threes. Like if he couldn't do in the anything else for Utah. Yeah. Yeah. That's, totally. That's I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, if the, even if he was nothing else, but a three point shooter, he would be, yeah. he'd be so valuable. Has he um, ever done the three point contest? Um, uh, I don't think so. I know he's done the, um, uh, did the skills challenge. Yep. And he won. Yeah. Yeah. He won. Um, he should do the three-point contest. I think he won that when Wiggins won the... I thought there was a year when Wiggins won the Rising Stars MVP. Levine won the dunk contest. contest. And I think Towns won. Because I was there. I think it was in Toronto. Yeah, that makes um, sense. Yeah, there's just... Wolves Wolves won everything that didn't really matter because they didn't have any players in the All-Star game. But it was fun. Well, A lot of, lot of hits at Timberwolves.com. Yeah, and the trophy case outside the office got filled up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we needed those trophies. We had this empty trophy case sitting there. Yep, for a long time. <laughs> Anyways. Um, up next for the Wolves, Pelicans on Tuesday, so you should win. You should be 21-20. and 20. And then the Grizzlies on Thursdays, which are uh, Thursdays. Every Thursday, the Wolves. Every the Thursday. The, that would be horrible. <laughs> the Grizzlies are so good, yeah. I know, they're um, awesome. They're red hot. Uh Later on this week, let's check in on Tyus Jones and his season because um, yeah. he's, he's kind of a fun story. 100%. Former, former Timberwolf. But um, that's all we got for Wolf stuff. We'll get into some NBA news after we thank our good friends at DraftKings. DraftKings, my friends, the NFL playoffs are here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is kicking things off with a huge offer counting down to Super Bowl 56. New customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wild card team to win their game. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team is victorious. Seems like the Chiefs is the easy answer here. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN this wildcard weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com. Soft Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Julian, you, uh, you're a Bears fan. Um, uh-huh. we, had some, we had some tough days today. Yeah. Bears fire Matt Nagy, Ryan Pace, Vikings fire uh, well, Zimmerman Spielman. 
Yeah. Rough days I mean, expected days. I think rougher days for the Vikings, to be perfectly honest. Like, I don't know how you feel about Zimmer, but I feel like Nagy was time. And Zimmer, I don't I know, maybe he still was good. As, as the season progressed, I was like further like you, you know week 10 i, I was kind of like oh, i don't why get rid of him blah 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 um at the end of the year like you could tell he was getting a little more surly and i yeah. think there's just something to be said and a lot of players have actually echoed this that you know i, I think zimmer's one of those like t- old tough football coaches that he's not going to say good job or say, you know, there, I, I think there's just like a lot of stuff behind the scenes that was going on, but yeah. um, I liked Zimmer. I mean, I thought like, I thought he was really good at what he did and people are like, well, the game passed him by and I don't necessarily know that, know about that. I just think sometimes you just need a new voice. I what think if he goes and works for Stavansky? Yeah, I guess he or could in Cleveland. Cleveland. I feel like, I, I don't know if he'll be like right back into the coaching yeah. mix right away, but it's, it's interesting. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting times. I, I was, I don't know. I always kind of thought like, Nagy did some bad stuff. He like really mismanaged the quarterbacks yeah. in Chicago repeatedly over and over. Um, Which is frustrating to watch too. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, not as but a Vikings fan, but just as he, an NFL He fan. also had some good moments. So I think, I think he'll probably get like an offensive coordinator job somewhere and maybe he'll be good at it. I don't know. That's what's always interesting to me about that. And it's even like NFL head co- or uh, uh, NBA head coaches too, where it's like some of these guys go from, being so good that they got hired as an NFL head coach or an NBA head coach. And then they don't get hired for anything else really. And you're like, wait, like three years ago, they were like yeah. the best at what they did. And now they're not anything. I don't know. It's just like, if you scale back that person's responsibility and have them focus on the thing that they actually know how to do. Yeah. Like maybe you'll have good results. Yeah. 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 But I don't, I don't know, whatever it's uh it was a long season for both the Vikings and the Bears. So, oh, I'm, just, so long. I'm ready to move on. I was, I was, yeah, I didn't even watch the game yesterday. I was just watching NFL Red Zone. Um, and I was watching uh, Clay Thompson returned yeah. last night. Um, did you, did you get seen the highlights or anything? I did not, unfortunately. It was, was we were, tonight. we were watching live. Um, we had like the two TV set up. Nice. Um, it was, it wasn't really that emotional, but it was just really fun to see. Uh, like you, you forget that that was his first game since game six of the 2019 NBA finals. Like that's insane to me. Like when people, yeah. people talk about two and a half years away, like that is, you think about how long yeah. that is. I, like, he, he, like think about players that are in the league right now that, weren't even in the, like they weren't in the league yet. They weren't drafted. Like, the, yeah, totally. Think about That's like the really 2019 draft. Is that, is that like the jaw year? Yeah. Um, so it's like, yeah, John Morant's never played in a game with Clay Thompson. Yeah. That's and I know crazy. T- time's been so weird over the last two or three years anyways. So maybe, maybe it doesn't feel as weird, but that's, yeah, that was, that's wild though. Yeah. Um, he had, he had a uh, 17 points. His, his first bucket of the game, they set up like a little, uh, you know, him coming off a screen and, you know, what he could either shoot or kind of drive and kick it, it seemed. And he just drove all the way and, and, and made a bucket and, yeah. um, 17, 17 points in 20 minutes. Uh, obviously fans went nuts. Draymond Green didn't play in the game, but started the game. He had a calf injury. He, he said he wanted to be on the court, mm-hmm. uh, when he's back. Um, Thompson's quote, which I think is just really cool for his journey to be back where he is. Um, 
I will never forget the reception that, that, that Warriors fans gave us, especially myself. Gosh, it was fun. And it was worth every single day of being being away and in that squad ra- squat rack or in that shuttle board or all, all the conditioning days. It was worth every single moment. I'm not going to say it was equivalent to winning a championship, but man, it was pretty freaking close. Yeah. I, I mean, because it's a guy that he tore his ACL in the finals, went back on the court. Um, afterwards. And I think everybody was like, wait, did he actually tear his ACL because he's back in the locker room right now? And then he's supposed to be back. And then we hear on draft night that he tears his Achilles. Yeah. And like, just, yeah. So cool. Cool. It's really good to see him back. And just like a universally beloved, you know, I think there's a lot of people who kind of hate the warriors for obvious reasons. I don't think there's very many people who hate Clay Thompson, you know, like it's just, he's, I think pretty as, as, kind of as unimpeachable as you can find in an elite NBA player. I really do not think there are people out there who don't like clay. And I think that's for good reason. I mean, he seems awesome and he's a great player, so there shouldn't be, but it's, I don't know. It's really, really nice to see him back in the league is better with him in it. So I'm super happy. He's back. Totally agree. And not only are, is the NBA better with him in it, so are the warriors who are 30 and yes. nine and uh, just absolutely rolling tied for the best record in the league. Uh, with the sun, yeah, so. man, to be that good and then add clay, right? And you then know, even if even if he has a lot of rust, which he will, you're probably going to get Wiseman back soon. He's the number yeah. two pick from last year. Scary. Um, yeah, opens the door to some trade opportunities as well. So um, we'll see. Uh, Bull Bull of the Nuggets. Uh, he's been traded to the Pistons. Uh, the Nuggets send the Pistons Bull Bull. The Pistons send the Nuggets Rodney McGruder and a 2022 second round pick uh-huh. from the Nets. Now you might say to yourself, well, Kyle, I thought Bull Bull was this guy that was supposed to be really, really good. Yes, I'm in summer league and all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. Well, um, I don't know. I don't know about I mean, any of that. You can't stay healthy, right? Like, isn't that kind of the, the I, I that's think, what they said coming into the draft. And it seems like that kind of bore out. He's just really like slight. Yeah. And it's hard to on a team like the Nuggets where I think, They'd love to be able to develop a guy, but I think like a team fighting for their playoff life is like without Jamal Murray already. Um, and like your you're not a team like, like a top the Pistons. Five player. Yeah, and you're not like the Pistons where you're just like, yeah, we can throw any guy we want and see what we have and play yeah. him for thirty nights because like they're playing like Luke Garza, yeah, from Iowa. Like, who cares? Like, yeah, whatever. Um, no, I mean it's a kind of a smart move for the Pistons. Um, you know, and I guess it's smart for the, I don't know. The Nuggets like tend to do this thing where they like trade players. And I think that they like aren't getting maximum value out of those players. And then it's like, oh, the, that player is not very good. Yeah. You know, like that's kind of what happened with Beasley. And I, I don't know. So the Nuggets just are a smart front office. So honestly, like I think if they're trading Bull, it's probably not like a great sign for his NBA career. But who knows? Like maybe there's a relationship thing there where he just like wasn't going to get a chance to play in Denver and they moved him. Yeah, I agree. 14 games this year, six minutes per game, 2.4 points, uh, 1.4 rebounds. Um, yeah, hopefully we get to see at least it'd be nice for him to just kind of see what we have with him. Yeah, because um, he's like but, a really good three-point shooter. He was in college. I think if you're the Pistons, you're jacked about it. You're like, yeah, yeah sweet. Totally. We got this guy that people thought was a top 10 pick. He fell to the second round because of um, some some injury issues um or whatever so um i mean yeah. like buying distressed assets is like the move for yeah. rebuilding teams like there's yep. no reason not to do this deal if you're the pistons cuz you're not you know 
you're Riding giving up the next second round problems. pick. Yeah, and, and you're giving up the second round pick is which solving is, your problems. Yeah, which is going right. to be the the second to last pick or whatever of the draft. So, um, all right, and then the uh, NBA released that seventy um, percent of eligible players have now received the COVID nineteen booster shot, which is um, obviously really good news. Um, I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> Bless you. Uh, uh, thank you very much. Um, yeah, so uh, I don't know what you really say about that, but that's yeah. just... I mean, anecdotally, it kind of seems like some of the COVID stuff in the league is getting a little better. Yeah. Um, there was like a couple of really, really, really rough weeks, and it kind of seems like more guys are coming back now, um, which is good. And it's really good that that many people got their boosters, because I'm certain that's over the population of America. Oh, a lot. Definitely a ton. So I a ton. I don't want to see any tweets. Saying, what about the other 30%? Yeah, just turn your attention elsewhere. Yeah, I was going to say, there's other things <laughs> we can complain about. Um, yeah, so that's really all we have for today. Uh, later this week, we are going to uh, probably do like a quarterly review of the Wolves season. We'll talk, I want to talk about Tyus Jones season two in, in with, with Memphis, which uh, it's unfortunate because Tyus is like the perfect player for like the current Timberwolves team. Yep. Um which is whatever. I mean, timing just doesn't work out sometimes. And he's just been such a leader for the Grizzlies coming off the bench mm-hmm. behind Ja. Uh, so I want to talk about that. And then we are going to open a hobby box of 2021, 2022 prism or uh, hoops. Sorry. Not, not prism. We're not hoops is. And I, I think I misspoke in the last podcast. A lot of other outlets had hoops going for like 240 or 250 bucks. Three stars actually has it for 200. So, um, yeah, I'm going to stop there hopefully tomorrow or Wednesday to go pick up that box. Um, and then we'll rip it, uh, we'll rip it on our YouTube channel. Send us, send us good energy, please. Yeah, send, send us all the good energy. Pray for us. That is the main thing. Pray for everything else that you'd normally pray for first. And then like pray for Just us. Throw on a little bit yeah, of like, love if, for If you have an extra few seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Please just say Kyle Julian. Kyle Hoops. and Julian pull an Edwards. Yeah. No, not an Edwards. Uh like a Cade, Cade Cunningham, Cunningham rookie like number more, 10. Mobley. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not yeah. signed. Yeah. Evan Mobley, one out of one jersey. Yeah, I was looking at the checklist. Uh there's guys like Luca autographs in there. There's nice. uh I mean, they're they're pretty rare, obviously, but um and hey, shout out to Marnie Gellner who brought her son there and she tagged me on Twitter and she tagged three stars on Twitter. Heck yeah. So uh did Marnie Gellner go to three stars because we promote it? Yes. I, I think you can actually probably say that. So good job by all of you. Um, all right, Julian, thank you so much. I will talk to you later this week. And everyone listening, we'll talk to you soon. Stay safe.